Wade into Wealth, taking one of life's most intimidating topics, money, your financial well-being, and providing simple, easy-to-understand ways to be more comfortable with your own financial health. This is Wade into Wealth, brought to you by the Wade Group at Brighton Securities. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Wade into Wealth. You know, we've had this conversation many times before, but it's different this time because usually it's when the stock market has been uh, near a bottom or in some turmoil. And the question is... It's nice to not be in those circumstances It is, it is, it is. The end of the world uh, postponed at least for another day. Mm -hmm. Um, And what we're referring to really is the fact that the S&P 500 has hit several new highs recently. Six months ago, the market was touching... 52 week lows and now it's now it it after some strong um quarters indication that interest rates are not likely going to continue to rise may even fall all the major indices the S&P 500 the Dow the Nasdaq have hit new highs ended the year close to new highs and and have and that has continued through the month of January we often ask ourselves Ethan what should we be doing when the markets are in periods of turmoil and volatility i think it's an equally good time to be asking that question. Now that all the indexes are at highs, most people have seen a bump in the value of their accounts. Or are there, we should be giving the same evaluation to our accounts now that we are when they're at lows. And we're wondering, anything, what do we do? Yeah, if anything, I think we should be giving more of a consideration of that because when the markets are at a low, we are reacting. We are often doing that evaluation because of, how we feel emotionally on the flip side of that when the markets are at a high we're making that decision because we're being proactive about it Mm -hmm. we're not having to react it's a lot easier to make objective decisions when mentally you're stable and you're not being you're not just being overwhelmed by the negative amount of what the market is doing for you you're doing it on your terms as opposed to as opposed to doing it on the terms of the market, which always puts you in a better position. You're doing it on your terms without the pressure that is normally felt mm-hmm. and the emotional stress that is usually felt when things are upside down. Because also when when we're looking at that, I mean, we're talking about should you take money from stocks over to bonds? That's kind of the the easiest part. Now mm-hmm. there's other conversations of out of this stock to this stock or this ETF to this ETF or whatever it may be. But when the market's going down, so often we have this feeling of, because we want to get control of a situation that we don't have control over, we need to take less risk because when things are bad, we never think they're going to get better. Mm-hmm. They're always just going to continue to get worse and worse. So we're thinking then at that time to take money out of the market and put it into more conservative types of, of investments which really is probably the exact opposite time of when you want to be doing that. The better time to look at when can we take less risk in our portfolio is when the market and when your portfolio is sitting closer to record highs yeah. or when it's rebounded. And you have more to you have more to deal with. I think this is where what it, what has come into my mind right now is that so often we are looking at our investments when things are kind of upside down saying, what has gone wrong that I need to fix? Mm-hmm. What we don't often do as individuals, and this is this goes for life too, is what has gone right that I can take advantage of? What has gone right that I can use to my advantage at this point in time? 
And I think that's a that's a a question we should be asking. And and our older daughter is an Irish dance, and oftentimes we'll go to competitions, and you watch every other dancer. We real I realize this. We watch every other competitor and look at. Wow, that how good is that kid? How good is that kid? And you watch your own, and I'm just standing there thinking, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. Hmm. And I'm watching my own daughter thinking, what is going wrong here? And I watch everyone else and think, how good are they? When I should be looking at that from the opposite perspective, in that I think we should do that with our investments too. We look at our own investments when things are going wrong, think, well, what do we need to do? But rarely when things are good to say, oh, what can I do? Well, I think we should do that in every aspect yeah. of our life. I think it's easy to say we need to do it in this, and I'm just as at fault and guilty as everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's, that's the human condition of we focus on the negative. Mm-hmm. because and, and when it comes to money, the pain of a dollar loss is always far greater than the pleasure of a dollar made. We get our account statement, and it's up, and we think, oh, that's great. We discard it. We go about our business. We get our account statement, and it's down 15%. Mm-hmm. Well, now all of a sudden, we don't just discard it. Now we look at it and we think, well, maybe it, we shouldn't go out to eat this weekend. Maybe we shouldn't take that trip in a couple months. Maybe we need to make these changes because yep. we feel that we need to try to get control of a situation when, in all reality, that probably leads to a decrease in your potential for success. Yeah, and the stock market is an emotional pendulum. And we as humans are emotional people. And mm-hmm. when things are bad, we often see them as, as not able to get better. And that's not, that's not that you're wrong for feeling that way. We all feel sure. that way. That's, right. that's natural to feel that way. We just have to, how do we work to keep that inclination at bay so that we're not making decisions based on it? Yeah, and understand that when things are booming and investor sentiment shifts, we often think we're taking the elevator all the way to mm-hmm. the top floor. And yep. it doesn't, doesn't work that way. It doesn't work like that. The, the point of, what we're, of, our, of our podcast this week is to stretch you to think, what could I do now? What are things I could take advantage of now? Or why should na- why is now the time versus when things are when things are when things are struggling? And I think that allows us a lot of flexibility. And the other thing, and I think we can look at this a little closer, is that we think that things are going to continue to get better with investments. Apple's a company that's a great a great example. If you call someone and say, hey, I think we should take some profits on Apple, they probably don't want to because yep. it's done so exceedingly well. I think of Apple as like the 108-year-old man that gets interviewed on TV that has drank, you know, a shot of whiskey and smoked all his life, and he lives a long time, and everyone thinks, oh, yeah, you know, if, if they can... <laughs> Have whiskey every day and a cigarette, live to 108. Well, it must work for everyone. That person's an outlier mm-hmm. because what isn't around is the other 98% of yeah. people that drank whiskey and smoked for their for the course of their lives that didn't make it to 108. Or anywhere close to that. Apple is is one of the few companies that has basically gone up for the majority of its existence, but there have been periods of some pretty significant volatility there. Not yeah. recently, but there have been. And I think it's 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 a good time to look at the reality that not all company stock prices just go up. Well, and that's also we as investors can some of the stocks we own can become sentimental for us. Mm-hmm. And that pushes us even more in the direction of making decisions based on emotion. And you're right, Apple's like the overarching theme that if you talk to somebody about selling Apple, they don't want to. But in reality, you don't have to sell the entire position. No. You can just pair it back some. 
No. And diversify a little bit further. Because for every apple, there is, <laughs> there are 30, 40, 50 companies that hit a high, lost it, and yep. have never recovered it yeah. since then. And, and there are examples right now that we can look at. Tesla is a great example. Two years ago, it was over $400 a share. Yep. And for all intents and purposes, was going to continue to go higher. Elon, the thought on the time, Elon Musk is a genius. We're moving towards electric vehicles being adopted um, in much larger numbers and quantities across the country. And and where are we today? 190 below? Yeah. Below it? Yeah. Below 200? And that's where I think it's important when we talk about feeling sentimental about a stock or an investment. These are tools. Mm -hmm. And when we boil it down, these are tools that allow you to have peace of mind and to live the retirement that you want to have or to gift money to your heirs or whatever the purpose is that you're investing money. It is a tool to help you accomplish an objective. We always have to remember they're tools. Mm -hmm. That stock will not love us back. When it goes down, it's not going to appeal to us. When it goes up, it's not going to buy us roses and gives us hugs. It will not love us back. We have to remember that these are a tool to help you accomplish your goals. And as much as we preach leaving the emotion out of it when things are bad, we have to do the same when things and the markets are doing well. It's a lot easier to do it when things are going well. Yeah, it is. If, we, if we can get past, feeling the pressure to if react. we can get past that initial hurdle or inertia of, hey, everything's going well, it's just going to continue to, and think, all right, what can I do today? Because things have gone well for a while, and yep. I've got more money, I've got some profits that are available. What can I do today that will put me in a better position either for success or to have less anxiety in the future because something bad has once again happened? And the reality is something bad is going to happen at some point in time. Yep. We just don't know when it is or what it will be. We don't know when it is. And no one does. Um, so so what, are, what are conversations that you're having right now with people around this topic? Well, it's easy to revisit the clients who I remember you know, it was what, end of October when the market had August, September, yes. October, really, really challenging months where we would have had conversations to let's stay the course. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's a lot easier to look and say, you know what, let, let's peel back yeah. some of your stock investments that have rebounded really nicely. And now let's make some of the shift to those conservative investments that we didn't decide to do three or four months ago because of where the market was sitting. But now where it is, Let's go do that. And we don't have to, it's not a one size fits all approach. Every client's going to be a little bit different. Sometimes it's, do you have a, an investment that you bought five, six, seven months ago that has wildly exceeded your expectations? Mm -hmm. Can you trim some of the money off of it? Not sell all of it. But what if yeah. you take the gains that you've made and reset it to the original investment that you yep. had? Five, and, and that, you know, is easy for you. And I'd understand that you bought an investment for $10,000 Today, it's worth 15. You bought it maybe six months ago. We didn't anticipate it would go up that much in such a short period 50% return yep. over six months. But you put in 10, it's worth 15. Why not take the five off the table? Yeah. Reset it back to the original 10,000 that you put in there and diversify or make it a little bit more conservative if you're an investor who gets nervous when yeah. the market goes down. It's a great time to look at the outliers and the good outliers in your portfolio. Yep. Are there investments you have that have outpaced the market significantly in a short period of time. And we're not saying get rid of them, but those are good candidates 
to take a profit on. If mm-hmm. you've got something that's up 50% over the last six months or up 150% over the last three years, it may be worth taking a look to see, are there profits I can take here and do something else with it? And the nice thing about that is there's always that twinge of, I don't want to say guilt or regret when the market's bad and maybe we sell a losing investment. Yep. You can, I can hear it sometimes in someone's voice. They understand it's the right thing. They're not necessarily thrilled about it. You can hear that. It's kind of like resignation in someone's voice. Like, all right, we got to move on. I get it. I understand. Versus, hey, this has done really well. I sent an email to a client before we did this and said, hey, you know, this, this, this investment is up 200% over the last five years. Why don't we just bring it back in size to the, your regular investment? Yep. The feeling after the response from that is often, okay, yeah. hey, that's pretty yeah. good. Not bad. Right? One for the good guy. So, yep. so it's a different feeling you're left with as well. And then feeling as if you did something productive, accomplished something, are moving in the right direction versus, um, you know, blowing the trumpet to retreat, mm-hmm. so to speak. It's always easier to make decisions when you're doing it in a, a position of confidence and comfort. That is when it's easy to take emotions out of the equation and make some of the most sound decisions for yourself. It's the exact opposite when you're doing it riddled with fear and anxiety. Yeah. One of the things that you and I have, have preached when things are upside down is advocating for folks five, 10, 15 years down the road or trying to help you get through this period of tumult and anxiety Mm -hmm. without regret. That's the one thing we can't change. We can't go back and change. Hey, I regret this decision I made with this investment and I should have done this. It's not different now Mm -hmm. when things are good to say, hey, let's take some profits because what's the worst thing that happens if that investment continues to go up? Great, you still own it and it continues to go up and you continue to generate wealth and and returns from that the other side is if we've got a tesla or something else and pick a company name yeah. it, or if you owned radio shack in the 80s it was not a bad investment i mean you could pick general mills right two week high of nine almost 91 dollars a share today below 65 right I mean, can, so any one of those companies, one of companies. If, they're not bad general mills is not a bad company no by any means. but what you're avoiding is oh geez should have should have should have gotten rid of that when i thought of it yeah or should have taken some profits on that when i thought of it so we can do the same things when things are going well that we can when they're bad. It's actually a lot easier. It's just we, we, we rarely stop to think about it. Yeah. So uh, this is your little kick in the pants and reminder to take some stock, literally and figuratively, in your investments right now and see if there are adjustments that can be made with things near highs and feel better about it afterwards. But also in life, maybe remind ourselves to focus a little bit less on the negative and focus sure. a little bit more on the positive outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. And also understand, we've said this before, you know, we talk about the sun coming up every day. The sun goes down every night too. Yep. In that just because things are just because things are bad, they're not always going to be bad and because things are great now, there will come a time where, you know, we're kind of scratching our head and rolling our eyes thinking, "Oh, okay, we hit another rough patch." Yeah. Okay? We should be continually evaluating where we are and are there things we could take advantage of and now's a great time to do that. It's an excellent time. Contact the Wade Group at Wade Group at BrightonSecurities.com or find them on Facebook or Twitter at The Wade Group. Thanks for listening to Wade Into Wealth, brought to you by the Wade Group at Brighton Securities.